0: I am so excited. Uh, welcome back to the Women of My World. I'm Sherry Rigby. And today I have my dear friend here, Micah Lynn Hansen. And you guys are going to recognize her from several movies, but one of the ones I just absolutely love is Like Arrows. Uh, what an incredible project that was. And um, anyway, I want to introduce her to you guys. And I want to pray though before we get started, we're going to have a fantastic conversation about women, entertainment, and of course, Jesus. So, We're going to pray first. And uh, here we go. All right, Lord, I just thank you so much for Micah. I thank you so much for bringing her here, Lord God, and using her talents and gifts for all the projects that you've already placed her in and all of the projects that you have ahead of her. We thank you for her walk, Lord God. We thank you for her influence on a culture, Lord. We just thank you for this time together. And I just ask that each and every listener that is um, part of this conversation right now would just walk away being inspired, encouraged, and activated in their faith. And uh, we're excited, Lord God, to be working for your kingdom. We love you, Jesus, in your precious holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. Welcome, Micah. Thank you. Oh my gosh. This is so fun. Guys, I have to tell you, Micah and I met on, uh, the movie Overcomer Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget walking into the room and seeing this beautiful woman standing there in this like great outfit. And she had the most like the coolest pair of shoes on I've (laughs) ever seen in my life. And I went, I need to be her friend. (laughs) (laughs) So it was awesome, but I would love to kick off right away and ask you one of the questions that I feel is so important, especially for women today in our culture. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to see what you thought about how you define success.
1: Oh, goodness. I I think when it boils down to it, I view success as living a life that I'm proud of Mm -hmm. and knowing that when I walk through heaven's gates, when I meet Jesus face to face, I hear well done, good and faithful servant. Like that's been put on my heart a lot more recently. I've been reading Francis Chan and Lisa Chan's book. Um, It's called you and me forever. It's actually a book on marriage, but it's Mm -hmm. not really so much about marriage as it is about living with an eternity mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's been shifting everything for me because for a long time, especially being in this industry, I think it's very much about, you know, Physical stuff. What it is here, right now. What's you know Mm -hmm. your next role? What's your next? How can you promote yourself? How can you promote? You know, get to the next thing. And it's like, I mean, what what does that all really matter? If when I get to heaven, I don't hear that, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow, (laughs) it's (laughs) hard. It's hard to shift that mentality though, and I'm not good at it right now by any means. But that's where I've where he's been shifting my focus, and it's kind of shifting everything for Mm. me. So
0: no, but I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I even think about my life versus acts Mm 2024 and that verse actually says, you know, my life means nothing to me Mm. except to, you know, finish the ministry and to witness to the, to the grace of the gospel Mm. of Christ Jesus. And without that in our lives, what is success? Right. And You know, I think that it's really great that you, thank you for reminding me. And I think so many of us need that reminder on a daily basis that what we're doing is not to be pleasing man. It's really to be pleasing God. Mm -hmm. I think that's really incredible. You know, you and I had some time about a month and a half ago, we were at a conference here in Georgia Mm -hmm. and it was the Christian worldview film festival. And it was just an incredible time and experience because we had so many women for the first time that were part of the women in my world event. Uh, we had different, um, we had different events that were going on. We had a breakfast, we had uh, special groups like Bev Holloway and Alexandra Boylan and gosh, Leanne Barna and you. And I mean, there were so many incredible guests that were sitting on these panels and sharing, But one of the things that really stood out about our time together was at the breakfast. And before we get into too much of the other entertainment, I really do want to hit first and foremost, Jesus, um, because this was something that resonated with me it stayed with me it's something that I've been thinking a lot about in fact I think I messaged you after and said I think you really need to you know think more about even this topic and then how do you incorporate into things that you're speaking about mm-hmm. but you delivered a, a short but powerful message at the women of my world breakfast and I would love for you just to share with the listeners a little bit about the scripture where you pulled it from why you shared it and allow them to hear some of your heart and this, cause it was so powerful.
1: I hopefully I can remember the scriptures. I'm gonna have to look them up here, but, um, yeah. So when you had asked me to be part of that, mm-hmm. um, kind of, you know, talking to God about like what I was supposed to share and, you know, cause the topic was what season are you and Are you mm-hmm. in a wilderness season? Are you coming out of a wilderness season or do you feel like you're going into a wilderness season? Right. And before I knew, I knew I was going to speak, but I didn't know what the topic was. And before that topic came up, I just had got had really put as odd as it was. He would put like circumcision of the heart on my, <laughs>
0: on my heart. Yeah. You should have seen like the entire room of women. Micah says circumcision. And I think all of our faces either dropped or we all chuckled a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, and it was a room full of women. So I was like, what makes more sense to talk about than circumcision with a room full of women? Because... You know, this is so close to our hearts. Like, what? right, right, it made right. no sense. But I, for whatever reason, I was like, okay, and I know this is what I'm supposed to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know how it kind of tied in. And then God just kind of mm-hmm. put the pieces together. And, um, but it's something that He's teaching me, you know. And so I think it was a Sunday before I came down. Mm-hmm. Um, the pastor of the church that I was attending up in my hometown, um, was talking about circumcision and how, um, back in you know the Old Testament that was circumcision was to kind of, what's the word for it? Like, I guess, you know, a, it was a symbol mm-hmm. of something that was dedicated to God. Like you took this mark, you know, this is a yeah. man's most vulnerable place, you know, like your most intimate vulnerable place was marked um as his, as, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to use this for, you know, you're, you've been marked, you know, yeah. like your most intimate personal place has been marked by God. And then, Like, I think that Monday morning, I was in my Bible study and it was in Deuteronomy. I don't know the, I don't know if I can find them in time, but, um, he, there's in Deuteronomy, they talk about circumcision of the heart. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, I was kind of like, huh, interesting. I'm like, wanted to dig into that and, um, just realize that it's, uh, you know, circumcision means, literally means to cut short, which makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. And then heart, what is used in those two verses in Deuteronomy that I was looking at, mm-hmm. um, the the meaning of those two words in the, the Greek or Hebrew, whatever it was mm-hmm. in, um, means the inner man. And it just so struck me that it was to cut short the inner man, you know, and mm-hmm. um, like I kind of mentioned in this industry, that it just in this culture, in this day and age, that is so countercultural because in this day and age of social media, and especially in this industry, as mm-hmm. we all know, it's all about making much of yourself, making yourself bigger, making yourself seen and getting the right contacts and the make sure the right people see you. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, and as women, it's like, look perfect. And, you know, like mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like that, which mm-hmm. it, it's just at the end of the day, what really right. is the point? If when people get to know you, when they get to know your inner man, mm-hmm. like I, I want, that my inner man to be cut so short that they see Jesus. It's not me that they see because I mean I think all of us know at our core there's not a lot of good in us, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like I can I come from having struggled with codependency like incredibly incredibly hard. Most of my life I struggle with that, which is like thinking too little of yourself, I guess, you know, it's a mm-hmm. lot of self-hatred and self-loathing, but that's still all focused on self. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still all focused on self. And the Bible's not about, it's not a self-help book. It's about Jesus, you right. know, and when we can make it about him and when people meet us, when they're meeting him through us, like there's just nothing, mm-hmm. nothing more important than that, you mm-hmm. know? And okay. I've been coming out of a season of I would say I'm coming out of a wilderness season in Mm -hmm. my life Mm -hmm. where it has not been a Mike and Jesus love story right now. Like it's been, I've had a lot of questions. I've had a lot of anger with the church and people in the church and how God could let this or that happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's been a lot of questioning, like hard questions that I have, Mm -hmm. but I look at people that I know, who I see Jesus in Mm -hmm. and I see that peace, and I see who they are versus people who don't have that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I don't know it. I don't know all the answers. I don't, I don't understand a lot. And I have a lot of angst going on with what I believe or what I don't believe. You know, I'm in that like questioning phase, but I see that peace in people. And I see that hope in people Mm. because people who don't, who I don't see Jesus in there's, it's just, it's very empty. Mm -hmm. Like there's just this empty, gaping hole to me in their existence. And I all I know is like I, I want I want Jesus. Yeah. There. Yeah. Whatever that means, you know.
0: No, that's so good. And I think the way that you described it really, it is so perfect because we, as the man, the women have to be cut short, right? Mm-hmm. We do have to make sure that Jesus is first mm-hmm. and foremost. And so that when people do meet us, mm-hmm. you know, when we are reminded of the scripture about being salt and light, mm-hmm. like that truly is what people see. There's something about us that's different. Yeah. You know, if we look like the world, smell like the world, act like the world, then there's really nothing for people to be drawn to that's mm-hmm. any different than the world. Yeah. And, uh, in today's culture, I really do believe that people are looking for something different.
1: Absolutely. I think
0: they're looking for authenticity. I think they're looking for transparency. And I think people are really looking for that, that the Jesus in their life, like Mm -hmm. they have a huge hole and even people that are believers, you know, something Mm -hmm. we've been really talking about in our church is the holy spirit mm. and this holy spirit that is alive and well mm. and in so many of the churches and in so many people that we encounter the holy spirit is not live alive mm. and well yeah. and so you know and i think that is definitely a piece of that formula and and so i think that when people can see that you're walking and breathing and talking and digging into your relationship with christ you know, really plugging into the Holy spirit. And as you walk out your life, all of a sudden they do see something different Mm -hmm. and your focus does become more like Christ, Mm -hmm. right? It it, it does take the focus off of yourself and puts it on wherever it is that God has placed you Mm -hmm. and with the people around you. Um, you know, and I think it's so important. So I loved that. And I loved, we did, it was really, it was so cool because, We had, what, four or five women Mm -hmm. that prayed and also that, you know, did a three to five minute talking points. And, you know, I gave just a little bit of a, Hey, this is what we're going to kind of look at. And every, it was like, God lined it up perfectly that everybody brought something Mm -hmm. that really did resemble that topic about whether we're going into the wilderness or coming out of it, or are we, are we in a place of this fruitful Mm -hmm.
1: um, place in our lives? Yeah, It didn't matter which season each one of us was in, they all tied together and had this unity that only... God could have like even pieced (laughs) that,
0: Right. I know. I'm like, and wouldn't it be so cool if we could plan it just like that? And I was like, what? I I remember sitting there thinking to myself, wait a minute, how did this all? And then I go, wait, that's only God. Like, you know, he had this so orchestrated with every woman and, and, and right down to each woman who spoke her story, even to the prayer part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and each and every woman that was sitting in that room mm-hmm. that were inspired by the conversation and the topics yeah. and empowered, yeah. which leads me to a really, you know, the Christian worldview is, uh, so much about the industry and entertainment, but it really is about a mission about bringing up the filmmakers mm-hmm. of tomorrow. So mm-hmm. whether it's behind the camera or in front of the camera, which leads me to, you know, a, a question for you is, do you remember the moment that you knew, uh, that the God, that God was calling you into the entertainment business? Was there a specific moment or was there something that, you know, you watched or, or what was that, that, that called you in and said, man, I'm supposed to be an actress or I'm supposed to be producing, or I'm Mm -hmm. supposed to, what
1: does that look like for you? I don't know if there was like a specific moment, I guess, but my whole childhood, like I was raised very, very sheltered. Um, I was homeschooled. I was the shy, awkward kid that could not make eye contact with you. When I spoke, mm. like couldn't do it for the life of me. Like, so like painfully shy. <laughs> oh um, and, but I would sit there and like watch movies with kids in mm-hmm. them because, because I didn't, I was homeschooled. I didn't go to a school. I didn't mm-hmm. know about the arts. I didn't know plays were really a thing. You know, I didn't really understand right. what the arts were when I would watch a movie. I never thought about how was this made? It was just, it was this thing that I was watching, mm-hmm. you know, and I would see kids in it and I'd be like, well, how, how did they do that? Like, Mm -hmm. like how, how are they doing this? But I also, I just loved watching people as a kid. So I would just watch people. I would just write stories in my head all day long. Like I was always in La La Land Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I was in my like late teens, I was like 16. Um, and I think I had seen a play when I I had seen one play when I was like, I don't know, 12 or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, but had no idea how to get into that. didn't know, but I started getting into our church had started doing some skits for a missions trip that I was on. And so I ended up being the lead in this skit for this mission trip. And then we did it for the church when I got back and everybody was just like astounded that I was so good at this. (laughs) The only reason I was good at it was because I would watch people on stage who knew that they weren't like knew they were being watched. Mm -hmm. And I just realized like the more you're into it, the better it looks. So for some reason I was good at it, because <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to look stupid. Anyways, um, I got started getting into, into musical theater after that little skit, and then it was around that time that Flywheel came out.
0: Mm, okay. And
1: I remember watching that and being like, oh, Christian, there could be Christian movies too. Interesting. Yes. And so I remember like emailing, finding, I think it was Sherwood Church or whatever yeah. their church was, and like, emailing them being like, how could I like get involved? And at mm-hmm. the time, like it wasn't really a thing. So, um, I don't know when I felt called, but those were moments in my life where it was like, when I first got on stage in my mm-hmm. first like actual play, I got on stage and I was just like, this just, I know how to do this. This felt like home mm-hmm. for the shy, okay. who can't look people in the eye. Like mm-hmm. this feels like home and God has consistently used it in my life to, either keep me out of bad situations. Mm-hmm. Um, my family life like shattered when I was in my late teens and I had theater. It was like my escape. Mm-hmm. You know, it was my thing that I could go to and, and stay sane, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I also just always had this sense that I knew that this was a gift he gave me. Cause everybody was like, you're so good at this. Like, why are you and so good? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, t- where do you take classes or whatever? And I was like, I, I don't like, mm-hmm. there's no reason on the planet that I should be good at this. And so I just always had this sense of, I don't ever want to take a gift that God gave me and use it against him. Like, so whatever that looks like, I will just, and I told him, I was like, if I'm ever going to get like quote famous, like quote, make it mm-hmm. like, don't ever let me make it until you and me are good enough are close enough where, mm-hmm. you know, I won't walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, if that's never, that's fine. But even as, you know, when I was young, like I just always knew he always had that on my heart of like, don't let it get me, like, don't let it take me away from you, whatever that means. Sorry, that's kind of like a long answer. No, no, no. But I think that's really good. And I think it was a process. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I do think a lot of our listeners, especially in today's culture, you know, uh, the women that are listening to this and even the men, um, you know, we have a culture right now that is really moving their children away from the public education. The Mm -hmm. institution is starting to look a lot different. Mm -hmm. Uh, you mentioned homeschooling. There's been homeschooling for quite some time and, you know, and we see these kids coming out and they're actually really brilliant you know people go oh they they can't be brilliant but actually technically they're the ones that are high you know actually testing much more above than the kids that are coming mm-hmm. out of a lot of these you know yeah. ivy league private schools I am not
1: one of those homeschoolers <laughs> but those are real that is that, real i have many friends who are those brilliant people it, it, i can act but
0: well <laughs> but you know what the, but that's the thing right like you were You, you also flourished in this, Mm -hmm. this environment and Mm -hmm. probably even more so than you even think about it, because if you maybe you might not, I don't know, you might not have had as much of that opportunity to go out and do theater Mm -hmm. and some of Mm -hmm. the other things that you were doing. But for some of those that are listening right now that are trying to make that decision about Mm -hmm. one, taking their kids and putting them into a homeschool program and number two, you know i hear from parents all the time like how as a christian how do i encourage my kids mm-hmm. that want to be actors to be actors because it's such an awful you know and they go through this whole scenario mm-hmm. and they're scared and you can see it so talk to us a little bit about homeschooling mm-hmm. and you know just some encouragement there and then also share with the um the women that are listening that you know how can you encourage them to encourage their kids that are the creatives that really are looking for that outlet in their lives?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, homeschooling, I've always been an advocate of Mm -hmm. that, even though my homeschooling experience wasn't perfect and I'm not the genius homeschooler that a lot of kids are, but it, I think it's more individualized. I think Mm -hmm. it, it helps, you know, for me as a kid, if I would have been daydreaming as much as I did and studying people as much as I did in a typical school setting, Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have even, I don't think I would have been a good actor. Like, I think I'm a good actor because my whole childhood, I just loved watching people Mm -hmm. and I could understand emotions because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, at least that's my theory, you know, and I don't think I would have done well in a school setting at all because I was so insecure. And so like peer pressure would have gotten to me, not to mention I was, it's a long story, but I'm legally blind in my right eye. And I had to patch my good eye for three years Mm -hmm. as a kid, you put that in a public school, like I would have, I was already so insecure. Like I would have just been demolished as a human being. I don't think I would have recovered from that even, you know, like that would have scarred me, you know? And I think, um, yeah. So I think the individualization that homeschooling affords you and Mm -hmm. the unity that it can bring to a family because the family unit and being home and part of the family is a bigger deal than being part of this other institution, Mm -hmm. I guess, um, I think is important. Um, and there's so many, especially nowadays, like co-ops and, you know, yes. people think homeschoolers like awkward homeschooler and trust me, that was me. But <laughs> I always say I got into theater to give me a personality cause I didn't have one. Um, but there's so many options of, for people nowadays that is, you can, you can figure out what's right for your child and mm-hmm. your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the other part of So, you know, how would you encourage, mm-hmm.
0: you know, that's something, whether they're homeschooled or just in general, mm-hmm. you know, you did come up in, you know, uh, theater and mm-hmm. at a young age and you know, how do, how do you, how would you encourage, uh, parents to step out in their faith and yeah. encourage those kids that really are creatives that mm-hmm. want to seek out being actors and actresses. You know, I mean, cause I know for myself, I, I, I think for a long time, people were like, Oh, you know, you can't do that. You should be doing this or you should be doing that. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, really God has a calling on my yeah. life and he's put me here. And I know that he's put me here and I know that he's given me these talents and gifts. And yeah. of course, what we see in today's culture, no, I don't want to be a part of mainstream media, but mm-hmm. what I do want to be a part of is really inspiring, encouraging, God honoring projects. Mm-hmm. You know, people used to always ask me well, don't you want to do something other than faith-based? And I was like, well, no, not really. Because you see, he started, he put me at my feet on holy ground. And why would I want to do anything? Mm-hmm. And, and, and of course, I'm sure there's a mindset there. But then when you go out and you start working in these other environments, you learn very quickly that you really have been blessed by the environments that you've yes. been put in, especially as a believer, but mm-hmm. just share a little bit and you know, talk a little bit about how you would encourage those kids or those parents to take their kids and put them into a theater program. Or,
1: yeah, I think it's so hard because I think, like, man, if I had kids, would I want them in this? Yeah. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> if I'm honest, because you know, yeah. it's hard, it is it's hard, tough on you psychologically, yeah. it's a lot of rejection. But I have seen people do it, yeah, in a, in a healthy way. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I think you've got to keep the main thing the main thing and knowing that what Christ says about you is means mm-hmm. more than what anybody else says about you. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll always struggle with that, yeah. but having a good foundation and making sure that your kids have a good life outside of what you're doing mm-hmm. and having a good core of friends and mentor, those type of things, I think are really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think starting off in theater in particular, if you can find, like I started off in Christian youth theater, Mm -hmm. CYT, if there's something like that, or your church where, you know, it's a safe environment. I think as parents, I would say, just be as involved as you can Mm -hmm. in the theater process because you don't know who's backstage. You don't know, even the kids, you know, That's true. it's, you know, I just, you gotta be safe with it. Mm -hmm. You know, theater, there's a lot of rough characters. There are a lot of good people, but there's a lot of rough characters too. So just being vigilant about that, Mm -hmm. but, um, Yeah. I mean, absolutely encouraging them to be a part of it, but knowing that Mm -hmm. it's just a a part of their life, a piece of their life. It's not their entire life. Yeah. And I think that's, what's been great for me is like my friend group or my family, nobody else is in this. Mm -hmm. I was the only one, which for me was a good thing because I, it kept me grounded outside of it. Mm -hmm. I was talking with, Mm -hmm. you know, some friends down here actually who just got so immersed, like came down here for the industry, got so immersed Mm -hmm. in the industry, but with people who were not of the same like-mindedness in their spirituality or anything. And Mm -hmm. it just, it just ruined his life, you know, like it devastated him and they, you know, like you can get so wrapped up in it. And Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, in this industry, there's a lot of insecure people Yeah, and insecure people need to bring you down to their level as well. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of hurting people. If there's one similarity I see in a lot of actors, it's that we're pretty sensitive, wounded, Mm -hmm. insecure individuals. A lot of times, (laughs) like I'm talking about myself here. So that when you have a lot of that all together, that can be pretty unhealthy. So, you know, just as a parent, like I think having support and having you really involved and Mm -hmm. invested and proud of them for it is amazing, but definitely armor up and, and be ready to Lots of spiritual, be, battles. Lot of spiritual battles. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lots of you, be ready to be the one with the bow and arrow, like
0: ready shooting those prayer
1: warrior darts over. You know, like yeah. just taking care of them, yeah. being their guardian in every way.
0: You know, I always tell people, I'm like, pray diligently mm-hmm. and seek the Lord on it. But God has created creatives, yes, and He is definitely bringing up an army of Absolutely. His men and women to be part of this industry to tell the stories that will glorify His name, mm-hmm. and. And stories of redemption and Mm -hmm. restoration and, you know, preparation. And so I think just as parents, you know, asking you that question, just because you came up in it as Mm -hmm. well, is really like, how do we encourage those kids to make a difference? But I love, you know, identity is a really important part of that. Mm -hmm. But I think more that the parents can be involved in it. And which leads me to kind of that next question is that, you know, when people look at your, look at who you are, you know, they see, they see this great resume, you know, they see, uh, you know, a movie on Netflix, they see, you know, uh, like arrows, they see movies like overcomer, they see, you know, the things that you're getting ready to do. You, you've got a new television show, Washington's armor. So they see all of this and they're kind of like, well, she made it. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't understand the journey that we actually go on. I know. Right. Um, Uh And so I would love that. Just tell us a little bit about, you know, the journey, because I know for me, the journey has been really long. People think mm-hmm. that, oh, you just went in, you got this audition, it's done. And I'm talking like, you know, from one break to the next, it could be 10 years. Absolutely. Um, so tell us a little bit about this journey that you've been on with the Lord and how the Lord continues to move you forward. Because mm-hmm. um, it didn't all start with
1: you getting like arrows and all of a sudden, no. yeah. Goodness, no. Um Yeah. I mean, my first play, I think I did like not a church skit, but like Mm -hmm. an actual play at like a theater. I was 17 and I'm 31 now. So Mm -hmm. it's, it hasn't been overnight by any means. I don't think I did my first film until I was, I mean, I think I was like 24 or 25 when I even did my first Mm. speaking role in a film, you know? So that's a lot of, a lot of time there. Um, I did a lot of theater when I first started out, but yeah, I think the journey has, has been ups and downs in that commitment of, I don't want to ever use this against you. You know, is that was always, I wanted that to be my heart behind it, but I wasn't perfect about mm-hmm. it. And it's been a lot of learning and a lot of growing. Um, and like I said, God has really used a lot of different projects. Like errors is one of them is really the biggest one for me in my life right now, where he kind of used it to save me in a way. Like, mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird, but you no, you know, like theater, it got me out of just some really bad, unhealthy situations and just gave me a place that I could just exist and just mm-hmm. be me without all of this baggage. And like arrows came at a point in my life where I was going through a horrendous, very toxic breakup. Um, I had been engaged to get married like three weeks out from the wedding kind of breakup. Mm-hmm. Like it was mm-hmm. gut-wrenching. And God did a few miracles to even get me the role of in like arrows. Mm-hmm. And then he used that to separate me from the situation, much like in theater, where it's like, I just got to get separated from the situation, mm-hmm. was able to look at it a little more, uh, rationally, you know, and then did a lot of healing while I was separated and then was able to come back and fully, you know, break off from those things or whatever. Like I, I credit so much of, um, how God has used film or theater in my life with, not that I would have ever committed suicide or anything that extreme, but it's like, Mm -hmm. he did, he used it to, to kind of save my life. And, you know, and, um, so I've just seen that journey and I've just always tried to keep it that he has to be the reason that I do it. Mm -hmm. And again, have not been perfect about it, but he's been so good to me in it. And he has opened doors that should have never been open. Like, there's no reason. Like, I missed my callback for like arrows because I didn't know it was happening, kind mm-hmm. of like there was a mis- mix up with my agent. Like, I never heard that I got a callback and the callback was happening. And I wasn't, I lived in Nashville. I couldn't get to Atlanta in an hour for the callback, mm-hmm. you know? Like, right, right. Those kind of like those things. freak things. Yeah. You know, I do a Skype callback out of everybody who's been there in person and I get it from a Skype callback. You yeah. know, like they've never met me in person and I'm the lead female and I've never been a lead female before. Like, so many things that, you know, and even just outside of that, just in my work life or how God's, where God has placed me and the people he's placed in my life mm-hmm. have been amazing. And that's the other thing that I've kind of the the consistent thread throughout my life is the people that he puts in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I always kind of joke. I'm like there's the only thing my gravestone is going to say is she had good people. That's it. The only reason, the only reason I'm even a half decent human being half the time is because I've had these, you know, when you go bowling and you kind of suck at bowling, you put the bumpers up. so the Ball can just pinball off of them. Exactly. I'm a bowling ball. And the bumpers have been these amazing spiritual leaders in my life. People like you that God has put in my life. I was praying for Mm -hmm. somebody, a woman in the industry. And God brought me like a couple months later, you know, Mm -hmm. I was, I've, He's just protected me. He's always protected me. Mm -hmm. And when you give something to God, he will protect it for you. You know, like he will put angels around you. It won't be perfect. You're Mm going to mess up. Mm -hmm. Learn how to screw up. Well, learn how to apologize. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, learn how to make mistakes. Well, is all I can say is because Mm -hmm. that was a hard lesson for Mm -hmm. me is like, you can't be perfect, Micah. That was, you know, my yeah. struggle with codependencies. You cannot be perfect. So you're going to screw up, but that's what grace is for. Mm-hmm. And I still really struggle with this. Like mm-hmm. I get a lot of anxiety around. I know I'm going to mess up. Like there might yeah. not be anything to mess up. I'm like, I know I'm going to mess something up, you right. know, right. but just pray for those good people in your life. Pray for those bumpers to be, mm-hmm. you know, around you because this industry, you need those bumpers. You need those people to kind of like Moses when he had Aaron and I don't think it was Joshua, another yeah, arm, holding his hands up. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you can't mm-hmm. do it. You can't mm-hmm. do it. I like my head was not screwed on straight for the vast majority of like my late teens, early twenties, mm-hmm. but I was open with people about what I was dealing with mm-hmm. and they would, they would meet me where I was at and mm-hmm. love me where I was at. Mm-hmm. And be there for me and speak truth into it, whatever the issue was, you know? And again, yeah. I would go off and make my own decision, but you had those people to come back to. Right, right. So I can't like stress enough of having good people yeah. in the industry, but also having good people outside the in, in outside of the industry, because even good people in the industry, we can get a little blinded by like, oh, yes. Ooh, the lights, you yes, know, like, yes, for Oh, sure. but it's such a good role. Like, yeah. mm, how much mm. does it pay? You know, like right, things right, right. like that, where if it's like someone who doesn't care and they're not in the industry, they're like, That's not you. Yeah. why would you compromise this? What
0: yeah. <laughs> why even think about it? Twice? Yeah. What you, yeah. What are you talking about? You yeah. Know. yeah. No, I get that. And I'm a type a person. So I, I understand a lot of that anxiety as well. Um, and so putting yourself out there in, in the creative space, I think is really difficult because mm-hmm. you, you know, not only do you judge yourself, but you believe everybody else is judging you at the same time. Oh yeah. And so it's always, am I worthy? Am I good enough? Did mm-hmm. I put my best foot forward? Have I accomplished what I needed to accomplish And And I think you're right. I think relationships, but you know, that's, God, right? Like God is the God of relationships. He mm-hmm. is he wants that relationship with you first and foremost vertically yeah. so that he can pour into you so that you can be in a position to pour it out to others horizontally, you know. Yeah. And I think so often uh that's what we need. It, it's funny because as you say that, that was my biggest stress when I was in LA and mm-hmm. people were there or I would get, you know, women that would start the women of my world group or, you know, new women coming and it was always like, "Listen, Your very first thing you have to think about is your people group, like your friends getting plugged into your church, Mm -hmm. getting plugged into, plugged into relationships, having those core people around you that, you know, you can pick up the phone and say, Hey, here's what's going on. This is Mm -hmm. what I need. And they're there for you. And more importantly than anything else. And I think whether... And especially in our culture today, whether in the entertainment business or whatever job you do, whether you're a stay at home mom, you're a school teacher, nurse, I don't care what you are. Like you have to have those people around you mm-hmm. to lift up your arms Absolutely. and encourage you. And, um, I think it's so important, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting though. How do you, how did you find yourself? Because here you are, you know, like arrows was a a, a decent movie. It was a big movie that came out. It hit Netflix. It's, you know, the Kendricks, you know, were part of this project mm-hmm. as well. Um, and you had been doing other projects prior to this, but how do you, how did you find yourself in the faith-based world, like inspirational world? How did you find yourself there?
1: Again, that was just a God thing. <laughs> like I, I think it started with the prayer of like, I don't want to ever use this against you, you know? Mm-hmm. And for a while I kind of fought it quite honestly of like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to just do faith-based film.
0: I don't mm-hmm. want to be that
1: girl. just, just. You know, I didn't, right. I didn't want to be stuck, quote, stuck there. Right. Um, and I don't know, for me, it was like, you know what, at least this is a safe space where I can hone my craft is kind mm-hmm. of how I thought when I was first kind of kept getting those roles. But a lot of it was because my community is faith-based, you right. know, and, uh, the first film that I got where I was able to get a reel and stuff is this little film called um, "Where Is good. And it was faith-based and I had heard about the casting from a lady that I worked with at church, you know, and mm-hmm. she was like, Hey, like tag me in it on Facebook, you know, like if you have, if that's your community, that's right. who knows you. And that's who, you know, and they're, right. they know people in the in- industry as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of why I say like, you know, start, with kids, a Christian youth theater or Mm -hmm. the, if they, if your church has a theater program, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there are faith based things out there. And if there isn't, start one. Right. You know, like, why not?
0: (laughs) Exactly. God is the God of creation. We can create things. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I think you're so right. You know, I remember when I went to Hollywood years and years, even before living there, uh, my goal was to be in soap operas. I thought that was going to be the best thing (laughs) in the whole world. I was going to be on soaps. I was going to work five days a week. I was going to make six figures (laughs) and it was going to be the well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. And that's I mean, I had it all figured out, mm-hmm. and I put the
1: brakes on that for you, right,
0: yeah, yeah. like literally put the brakes right. on he was <laughs> like no. <laughs> no, uh, you're not going to, yeah, yeah, exactly, he is going to, and he really did take me on a plot twist, I mean, it was a really quite an uncomfortable Mm -hmm. journey and, um, and brought me back around to, you know, it was funny because when I was doing the soaps, I ended up getting my call for my faith first faith based project, which was slow fade for casting crowns with the Irwin brothers. Right. right. That was, um, you know, part of fireproof and who would have known at that time, you know, the way it was described to me was, Oh, you you know, it's just this little movie, (laughs) because you know, it was like, a music
1: video correct it was a music right. video
0: yeah okay. so and um and so it was just a really interesting time and but I love how God takes us and he places us someplace and I think that's often we forget about that and I want to encourage everybody that's listening it's like you know, even thinking about consider the lilies and life in general, like when God plants you somewhere, you know, he really does plant you there for a reason. And how are we joining together those colonies that are like underground, like the lilies do. And Mm -hmm. then how are we actually forming those relationships and how are we growing and being fruitful in the places Mm -hmm. that he puts us? And I think so often, whether it's faith-based or wherever he puts you, a lot of times we kind of buck the system. We're like, no God, you know what? This just really wasn't my idea. And he's like, Oh no, no, know, no, no, but you don't understand, you're going to flourish here. Like you've never, I'm going to, I'm going to give you more than you can have ever right. imagined. Yeah. And that's been the journey, um, for me and, and not only, you know, I guess for me too, not only has it been a beautiful journey, there's been also, um, struggles. Mm-hmm. And I would ask you, you know, what, what are some of the struggles that you've encountered being not only in the industry, but being a woman of faith, being in entertainment and really, you know, working on your craft to be the best that that you can possibly
1: be. I mean, I think the struggles are. I mean, there's a few. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's just a few. Yeah. No. <clears throat> um, is staying faithful is mm-hmm. is difficult because mm-hmm. you think it's black and white. You want the world to be black and white, and especially in the industry, there can be a lot of gray. You know, and yeah. it's like, oh well, you know, I could do this or you know whatever. Like it's just it's so alluring to. And you can justify a lot of it and mm-hmm. people who are in the industry or you know, even friends can help you in justifying that. Mm-hmm. So I think knowing who you are and knowing what you will and you won't do, I think is really important mm-hmm. because that is a struggle of having to say no. Say no to mm-hmm. as, an, mm-hmm. as an actor, like we don't like to say no to a, an opportunity because they're, they're few and far between sometimes. Yeah. Um, so knowing that what really matters is well done, good and faithful servant. At the end of the day, Mm -hmm. that has to be, mean a lot more than hearing like, Oh, you look so sexy in this, or you did such a good job in that, or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the hardest things for me is like turning things down that I'm like, that's not who I am. That's not what I stand for. Um, other things are just, you, you live a life that's kind of odd. You know, I'm 31, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not because I don't want that. It's just, where God has me, and I'm I'm happy about that. But mm-hmm. it is hard when, um, it's hard to keep friend groups sometimes because you're gone a lot, you know. And people yeah. only reach out so many times before yeah. you're like, oh, I wish I could, but like I'm traveling again, or I can't because I'm doing, you know, if <laughs> you're, you're got doing a, a theater, theater stuff, show. You're like like you're, if you're doing a theater or you're booked on a movie, like you're gone. Yeah, you don't exist for a while. Yeah. You know, your normal life has to be put on pause. Mm-hmm. So it's just an odd life. You know, you're not working the nine to five. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, so having people who understand that. And I've found that you have to put in the work to keep those relationships Absolutely. Um, because I've let some go because I didn't invest in them. You know, mm-hmm. they only, like I said, you're only going to reach out and get a know so many times from somebody before mm-hmm. you're just like, Oh, love them, but they're busy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. and then you're like, what happened to my friends? <laughs> right. Like, right. Do they not like me anymore? Like, did I offend somebody? You know, right. you just go down the spiral. So I think, right. That's just an odd part of the industry, you know, having a good support system, like I've kind of mentioned is really important, but it can be difficult Mm -hmm. just because of the logistics of the job. And it is a wild one. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and so often,
0: you know, I sometimes kind of equate it when I was a a mom and my kids were little,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it took everything in my power to try to figure out how to make a phone call to somebody, you know, and that was because I'm running around trying to do a million things Right. in the entertainment world. When you and I are working, we're at a 10, 12 hour day mm-hmm. with being on set people, rehearsals, memorization. And most of the time, or at least I think for both of us, we're not actually even working in the state that we live in. Yeah. So we're finding our home mm-hmm. in a hotel room yep. or in, you know, short-term living. And then a lot of times those relationships that are on set,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, and then those have to become boundaries because yep. it can be like summer camp and yes. you don't really know yes. what you're getting. Yeah. It's a weird, it is.
1: You get so close to people. And yeah. that was a big thing for me is realizing like the, fir- I remember the first theater show that I did like bawling when it was done and mm. being like, Oh, we'll see each other all the time. I haven't seen any of them probably ever again. You know, I mean, some of them I did, Mm -hmm. but you know, like your heart has to be very flexible. Right. I think is the only way I can put it is where it's like, you can love a lot and you can care about people a lot, Mm -hmm. but you have to know that it's not going to be like this forever. It's going to change, you know? And like, it's hard because then friendships feel like they become disposable. Mm -hmm. And that was a really hard lesson for me to learn too. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, I care about these people and I'm sure they care about me, but you kind of, you do have to go in Yeah. A little protected. Your heart has to be a little protected, you know, otherwise you just, you keep giving it away to friends that you, you might not see again or may not see for another year. So you've got to have that core group of people that when you come home, Mm -hmm. those are your people and they're the ones who know the most about your life, you know, and. Um, yeah, that's another hard piece of it. It's so good. Tell me a little bit about, I know for me, you know,
0: one of the things in my life that I really had to focus on early on was staying mentally, physically, and spiritually balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for me, and it's something that I talk a lot about is I think we've have this like culture, Uh, no matter where you're at in your life or, you know, for work or whatever, but kind of focuses on one, you know, Mm -hmm. at a time versus Mm -hmm. really understanding what balance is. Balance is when you're balanced, not when you're out of balance. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, our world and our culture really kind of defines things as, well, if you're physically fit, Mm -hmm. you are good. Or if you're completely just mentally, you're good. Or if you're just spiritually, you're good. And reality is that you're actually out of balance because you're not handling your, you know, the core being of who you are. How do you stay mentally and physically and spiritually balanced and whether you're working or how, whatever you're doing in life and how do you stay connected to the Lord through Mm -hmm.
1: each and everything? I wish I was better at that, but, um, I think it is a holistic thing. Like it has Mm -hmm. to be, you have to look at the whole thing because Mm -hmm. if you're not mentally physically spiritually sound mm-hmm. you're not going to perform as well you're not going to be as good a friend you're not going to be as good a mom you're not going to be as good a partner you know like right. you have to take that into account um for me i have to make sure that my mornings are when i get me and God time. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it does not happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So I currently, when I'm not acting, I nanny. So kids are a lot. They Mm -hmm. take a lot out of you. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm done. I just need to like zone out. I can't think about anything. Like I'm, and that's just me. But I think everybody needs to find like, You know, I had a dear friend, mentor of mine. Like her time, her Bible time was like she's like you're always gonna go to bed. So like hers was like when she gets in bed, that was her Mm -hmm. Bible reading, God time. I Mm -hmm. can't do that. (laughs) I know I would be out in a minute. (laughs) Yeah, I will either fall asleep or I'll just get on my phone and realize it's two o'clock in the morning. You know, I won't do it. Like nighttime feels like it's like the unwind time. Like I want to, and even for me, it's kind of giving him the first part of my day, and hopefully that you know starts the day off on a good foot. So for me that. I kind of, everything I do in life, I look at the goal and then I kind of work backwards from that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, if I have to be up in the morning, that means I got to go to bed at the right time. If I'm going to go to bed at the right time. It means I got to like turn my phone off by this time. So that I'm asleep, you know, like kind of reverse. Right. What is that called? Reverse. We're back. Yeah. We're like reverse it. Well, reverse there you go. There you, there go. There you go. go. Yes. Yes. So I kind of reverse engineer everything kind of around that. Um, but staying physically fit is, is a a very important thing to me as well, because as you know, like I struggle, I have Crohn's disease. Mm-hmm. And so my body can shut down very quickly, very easily. And it did, it took me a couple of years. I didn't do anything for a couple of years because my body had to, um, heal. It had to get better, mm-hmm. you know? And if you don't take care of your body, you're going to get to a point where your body's like, Hey, you, you gotta help me out here. You mm-hmm. know, you are killing me. <laughs> yes. So God did that in me and it forced me to stop. And I, started, I was at a breaking point it was around the like era this time and in my life. And I got into therapy and started seeing a therapist. I had to completely change my diet and how I lived life and the rest that I got and all of that. Like I had to change everything, mm. um, uh, so that my body could support me. You know, I had to support my body. My body has to support me. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's even that is, it's a team effort, you know, like mm-hmm. that's your own, I guess community sounds yeah. weird, but it is. You no, know? Like, absolutely. You can't neglect one because then it withers away. Yeah. Making sure you have enough rest, but also making sure you have enough play time, you know, right. especially as creatives, I think you need a lot of, um, you know, you need fun in your life because yeah. especially in this industry, it is something that's so fun for us, mm-hmm. but when it is also your job, you, you kind of, the lines get very blurred and you're like, I don't, do I even enjoy this anymore? Like, right. I don't know, you right. know? So if, if you're not enjoying that anymore, you don't have to leave it or walk away, but find something else that you enjoy Yeah. as tedious or as little as it may be, you know, like mm-hmm. I like crocheting. Am I a grandma? Yes. But like, I can <laughs> bring that on set with right. me and it's still something, <laughs> I love it. you know, like find something that you enjoy that yeah. is something outside of the industry that yeah. is fun that just totally disconnects you f- from that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. No, I love that. And you mentioned Crohn's disease, mm-hmm. you know, that is a that is something that definitely is very hard on a person's body, mm-hmm. mentally, physically. Um I'm sure spiritually as mm-hmm. you've had to really cope with that. Um tell us a little bit about how you cope with um you know, I mean, Crohn's disease is not curable. At least that's what my understanding Mm -hmm. is. So it really is something that you have to focus on staying healthy. How do Mm -hmm. you do that in your own life? And how do you, how do you mentally stay in a good place knowing that that's something that, that you
1: have to deal with and, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter where you're at when it strikes, Mm -hmm. it strikes. Right. Uh, when I first had gotten diagnosed, you know, kind of went through like the shock phase of it. And then I remember vividly having this moment of like, okay, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. the joke's over. Right. Like this is stupid. Cause I've always been very strong. Like I'm a country girl from Idaho. Like, you know, like I can chop wood. I can do all these things. Like right. I grew up on a farm, you know? And then, so to have it where it's like, my body failed me mm-hmm. was very hard to wrap my brain around and just being able to, I couldn't like command it to do something and it would do it, you know, like I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't fathom it. I just remember like being angry with God, just being like, this I'm done. Like mm-hmm. you got to stop now. Like this isn't funny anymore. I'm done. Like, this is stupid. I'm not going to do this and you can't change it. You can't yeah. do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and so I think for me in, in that journey, it's been a, like, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I'm, I've said it a million times. I'm so grateful Mm. that he kind of gave it to me. Mm -hmm. And I know that can sound weird, but it keeps me relying on him. Mm -hmm. It keeps me eating healthy and taking care of my body. Cause I'm somebody who like, I will eat anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And to the point of like, I'm sick. Mm -hmm. Um, I I completely understand that completely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so it's taught me self-discipline. It's, it's given me empathy for people. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't really ever struggled with you know, something like anxiety or something like that, but I can understand when, when physically somebody looks fine, but maybe they're not okay. Mm-hmm. Cause that has been me. Like I have been, you know, I was on set for like arrows and I'm getting ready. They're doing my makeup and I'm crying. Cause I'm in so much pain and she's like trying to fix my makeup actually doing mm-hmm. it, but I'm in so much pain, mm-hmm. but I look great. I look fine. You mm-hmm. know, like right. you would right. never know in the movie that I'm really struggling physically, right. you know, mentally and all of that. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's just relying on, on God for all of it, honestly. And just even just relying on him to bring me to the right people to help me with it. Mm-hmm. Because I kind of came from the over-religious viewpoint of like, oh, you just prayed away. Just prayed away. You know, like mm-hmm. just pray you need for faith or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, well, that's not quite right either. Like God gave us medicine. God gave us mm-hmm. doctors. God mm-hmm. gave us brains. Use it. You know, like right, right. so. just praying that God. Like, what, what can I learn from this? I think that's for any place in life, you know, especially in this industry. Like when you're maybe in a place where you're not happy with where you're at, like, what can I learn from this dry season, this desert season? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and how can I use it to help others? And just knowing that like, it's impossible for him to not work everything out for good. Like that's who he is. So if we're open to that, (laughs) if we are Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is your life. This is, you do whatever you want with it. The worst thing, like the worst phases of my life, even just going through a really, really bad toxic breakup or relationship, like Mm -hmm. God has literally used that to like save other people's lives, like physically, because Mm -hmm. I got into, um, you know, mentally healing with EMDR, um, that treats like PTSD and stuff like that. And I was able to share that with a friend whose daughter desperately needed it. Like she was suicidal, you know, and she got help because Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. a little piece of my story, that helped so many other people, you know, like that one, I know firsthand, mm-hmm. like her mom has told me, she's like, I, you know, the daughter's only like that saved her life, you know? Wow. And so God can use everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, pain happens, period. Yeah. Crap happens. In so <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, my friend, Sarah Hammett talks about it. Sarah and Matt, their son, um, they have, yes. Bowen has like, I think half a heart, heart. was born with a, yes. this massive heart condition. Yes. And her and I were talking about pain and the way that she put it is she's like, I don't wanna waste pain. Yeah. And I was like, That's so good because mm-hmm. pain's going to happen. So like let's just not waste it. And yeah. just like, Okay God, what can you do with this pain? It's what scary. can I learn from it? And then mm-hmm. how can you use that to help others or encourage others. Mm-hmm. And that's been the, my biggest thing with even just with Crohn's disease is it keeps me relying on him. Mm-hmm. It keeps me humble because it's a super embarrassing disease to have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bathroom <laughs> disease. Like, it's yeah. not glamorous. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> um, and it keeps me needing him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he knows I kind of need a short leash. Like I can get high and mighty pretty quickly. And he's like, ah, uh-uh. like, yeah. That, you know, yeah, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. You're, you're not. You're not all that. Instead of fries, my God. Like, you still need me. So as we're um, running
0: for the bathroom. Yeah. Yes. Okay. God, I got it. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I'll
1: listen. Yeah. So that's kind of been my journey with that. I'm love, grateful for it. Yeah. Honestly.
0: And I really like the idea of, you know, the pain aspect of it. Yeah. I suffered for years with endometriosis, mm. um, you know, it ended up going through the hysterectomy process down to one ovary, lots of hormone mm. issues. Now I'm dealing with food issues as mm. well. And, um, you know, you really do. It's like, I think one thing that I've realized more than anything else is that, yes, of course, God can heal us like that. Right. I mean, he did that all the time, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and he does it today. But at the same time, he can also take it. It really is how we're taking in. Um, like it's almost like changing the lens of the eye. Like yep. how do we internalize it so that we can actually take and use that pain again to put it out for his glory. Mm-hmm. And, and there are times it's awful and we're, you know, crying out to God going, why are, why am I going through this? Yeah. Um, but there is a reason. And I think so often it's almost like what you're talking about earlier, fail quickly, get on, yeah. see what the failure is, learn from it, move on. Right. It's almost like same thing with the pain. hmm learn from it. How do we deal with it? How do we cope with it? How do yeah. we pray through it? What is it that, what's the thorn in the side for us? Mm-hmm. And then how do we actually utilize it right. to yeah. empower us and with our testimonies to actually empower other people? Yeah. You know, I was on set recently and, uh, we were filming a commercial And it was a female director, uh, the makeup artist wardrobe. We were all kind of sitting, but it was all females in this room Mm -hmm. and we were talking for a minute and I was kind of joking around and I said, oh gosh, here I go again. I'm having a hot flash, you know, (laughs) kind of like in this moment. And because it's that, you know, place in my age as, Mm -hmm. and so many women are dealing with, and I loved the director in that moment. She literally sat down. We were in this bedroom and she sat down on this, um, the footboard of this bed and she just looked at me and you could tell her whole mm-hmm. demeanor, like her whole body just, she went down to this like little kid almost yeah. and she was like, why doesn't anybody talk about these things? You know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm hearing him and I'm sitting here going, you know, this is the woman that's leading this ship mm-hmm. and she is just like anybody else mm-hmm. dealing with something that, right. Is she wants to talk about, and so the moment that I could share a little bit of my testimony with her of what yep. I've gone through, it gave her, um, it just empowered her in another way. It inspired her. It gave her some opportunity to think, oh, well, maybe I can utilize mm-hmm. that, or maybe I can do it. It brings or, connection,
1: and what exactly at the core of everything human is right. that need yeah. for connection.
0: I love it. I think yeah. one of the, my favorite scripture verses of all times is but in Revelation, it says, by the blood of the Lamb and by the testimony, they will come. Mm-hmm. And I so often think about that in the sense of the things that we've gone through in our lives, mm-hmm. that our testimonies, our stories from yeah. the beginning to the end, Every single day of what we encounter with God—the miracles, the peaks and the valleys—people can and want to hear those things so that they can incorporate them into their lives. They know right. they're not alone. Basically, yeah. you know, I one one of the things that I love too is I love how uh, you are. You, you have been a woman in my world that I know that I can literally go, Hey, this is what I need. Or, Hey, would you be a part of this? Or would you do this? And you're like, you're like on it. <laughs> um, and so one of the, one of the things that I want to ask you about, cause you know, it was really fun to watch you at the Christian worldview. It it was a different um, platform for you, for me Mm -hmm. to watch you there. You know, usually it's like, I see you as the actress or I, you know, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. But um, this time I got to see you, you were serving there. You were, you were emceeing, Mm -hmm. you were part of the panels. um, And, but what I loved more than anything is when you got up that morning and you started speaking, you know, just like I had been watching you all week and here you were serving women really, you were serving men and women, you were serving in that capacity, but you were really serving women. And one of the things that I loved was just watching that and how you got up there. It was like, you were coming into your own. It's like, I'm going to cheerlead. I'm a cheerleader for you, no matter (laughs) what movie you're on or what I can watch. And I'm like, yes, it's Micah, you know, But when I got up there to listen or when I was sitting there and you got up there to speak um and you started sharing about what you shared at the beginning of this podcast I just watched you shine on a whole new level because it was really like God was speaking through you in a whole new way. Um, and, and I want to obviously encourage you to keep doing that because it's so important. Uh, but what I wanted, I wanted to ask you too, is how do you feel like the Lord is using you to speak to other women about their faith, their identity, their dreams, and how they're walking out this life.
1: Uh, journey with the Lord. How are how is God using you in those things? I'm not entirely sure at the moment, other I mean, than, you know, getting to be part of that panel. Like I've known for quite a few years, I just kind of felt like God had put on my heart, like you're going to be doing public speaking. Like you're going mean, to be a speaker at some point. And I was like, uh, I was homeschooled. I've never done <laughs> a book report. Like speaking in front of those women was the first time I've ever spoken mm. in any capacity. Wow. I've been on stage a lot as an actor, you know, yeah. or I'm seeing, you know, like that's kind of just giving announcements. It wasn't like, I didn't have to give a talk. I've never given a talk. That was my very first time ever doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was terrified, but like, I knew I was like, okay, this is like, I'm dipping my toes in like this, yeah. is, this is where we're going. Okay. We're going to do it. <laughs> um, and I, and I loved it. Like I really, really did. Like I kind of left that being like, if he takes me this direction and I never act again, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, because like having women come up and, you know, tears in their eyes talking to me how God used that to like touch them. I was like, Oh, okay. Like, it's not just me. You can share, you can share the hard parts. You can be vulnerable. And like people so appreciate that and Mm -hmm. people need that, you Mm -hmm. know, especially in this day and age with like social media, everything's perfect. You know, Mm -hmm. when you can show like your imperfection and, um, and just be real with people. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like how God is using me in women's lives, I think social media is a big platform for that. I'm struggling with it honestly right now. Of if I want to be part of social media, yeah. But I do see it as it can be such a tool because there are so many. Mm. If you look, if you go on Instagram and scroll for any amount of time, especially if you look on like. Instagram knows, you know, like they have those algorithms or whatever. Sure. Like I feel like men are very targeted. Even if say they only follow, I don't know, guns and tractors or something. Right. Like their homepage is going to have a ton of butt cheeks hanging out these tight fitting out. Like it's sex sells everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it infuriates me that there's so much of that content out there mm-hmm. so readily available, but you have to really look for the good, the wholesome, right. the pure Like you have to really look for that. And so part of my struggle right now is like, I want to be a bigger voice and just to let girls know like, Hey, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Like that's a choice. I'm not condemning anybody who does that, but like, there's another option Mm -hmm. because I think you get bombarded with that and you think that's normal. And you think it's like, everything should just be hanging out. Like it's just how everything should, you know, like, I just think there's a, a better, like a, there's other options if you, if that is not what you want to do or be. And mm-hmm. so I think that is a big way of showing up authentically on social media. I, again, it's kind of what I'm struggling with is like, how do I do that? Is that what I'm called to do? Like, mm-hmm. do I have to do it? Cause I really don't want to do it. <laughs> it's like the bane of our existence. I really hate it. I really, really, <laughs> really hate it. Because, because I'm not great at it. Like it sucks me in and I'm gone for hours just scrolling, you know, mm-hmm. like it takes so much of my time, mm-hmm. but I think you know, we, we need those kind of encouragements of just seeing real people, you know, and, and help and being there for them, you know? And, um, the other thing I feel called to is, as you know, like I'm transitioning back down here to the Southeast, like moving back down here Mm -hmm. because I want to be involved with the women in my world, because I want to be involved in what you're doing with, you know, Pure Flix or what Ashley Bratcher is doing with her, you know, her production company. Like Mm -hmm. there are amazing, you know, just women in this industry that God is bringing up. And like, I want to be part of that in whatever capacity that is. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I think if you keep a servant mentality that God can use that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you keep that open-minded, I'm not just the actor, I'm not just this, but just like, God, you use me. How you see fit where, where, where do you need help? You know, and just jump in and stay humble. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's where he can, really using. And that's my goal again, not great at it, but <laughs> that's my goal. And is just to come down here where I know things are happening so that I'm available for whatever that looks like mm-hmm. and serving in whatever capacity that mm-hmm. looks like no. acting or not. You know? I think that's really good.
0: I love that you brought up social media because it really is influence. It is. Right? And in this culture, I mean, I can't, ha- I ugh. You know, social media for me is also the same thing. It's just, it's and what it does is it distracts and Mm -hmm. it does all of these things. And, you know, most of it is just destructive, distracting, polarizing, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, If we can keep our eyes on Jesus and throughout, we can use it for influence, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think, and I do actually think you would have a great, you can be a great influencer in that you already have that you have a platform and you have an opportunity to share that. And I think, I think women, especially, um, all women in general, but women in this next generation really do need to understand that they don't have to take their clothes off. They don't have to be posing in provocative poses Or saying certain things or showing certain things that, um, you know, the implication, I just don't think it has to be there. And yet so often the young ones that are looking to you know, influencers, actors, mm-hmm. actresses, whoever musicians out there, what they go on and scroll on mm-hmm. is they're seeing things that influence them and they're making decisions based upon that. So right. it's normal. I, it's normal. And, it's so normal. and so it's great that we can come back around and target those areas to say, we don't want this to be the normal for yeah. them. We really do. And I think that's something in the faith world as well. And inspirational projects, whether television or film or, mm-hmm. you know, books or music, we need to really bring up that next generation and pour into them so that, that as generations continue to come up, that people do have influencers to look at that are godly influencers, beautiful people, Mm -hmm. intelligent and very talented, Mm -hmm. but yet they are truly influencers with a kingdom mindset and an earthly mindset. Absolutely. Well, we're coming close here, but a a couple things I wanted to ask you yet before we go, um, and, and and I think this is something for all of us. And you know, I believe so often it's the challenges in our lives or the things that we've had to battle against that have made. Uh, who we are today. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, obviously we're not living in our past. We're not, you know, we know who Christ is. We know that we've been redeemed and those things, but at the same time, we also can take those past experiences and the challenges and use them for good and grow in them. Mm-hmm. So how would you say, you know, cause I always believe like, you know, it's interesting. It, you know, I talked with Macy McLean about this one time and Madeline Carroll, you know, you get these big movies and all of a sudden you go, okay, God, you know, we're going to do something really big. I'm going to be this big star. I'm going to get that next big movie. I remember feeling that way with October baby. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait a minute. Of course there's something big, but it's going to look completely different. Right. You know, I went from October baby thinking I was going to get X amount of roles. I went on a speaking spree for two years, mm-hmm. Macy McLean, same thing. I'm on unash- you know, the movie unashamed to speaking and growing in a different way. Same thing with Madeline Carroll. Like mm-hmm. you see these, these platforms, it doesn't look like we thought that it was going to look like, but God's like, no, no, no. It's so much greater. Mm-hmm. So what for you has been maybe some of the biggest challenges today that have actually helped you grow. And did you, feel that same way too, once you kind of tapped into these movies that were God honoring, mm-hmm. did you almost feel like there was a, there was kind of a disconnect? With, was there more like this platform for you to grow in or, you know, how did you, how did you go about being in this, this position of taking on these faith-based and inspirational projects? Was mm-hmm. there a challenge or did you feel like you came out of it and you knew exactly where you were going?
1: Um, I don't think I had a, a platform after some of these projects. Because I had a lot of healing to do. Mm-hmm. Like, God knew, like I said, He kind of used those to take me out of things mm-hmm. and then teach me and, and heal me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I haven't been on a speaking tour or anything. You know, like, I didn't go right into serving or ministering because mm-hmm. I honestly needed ministered to. Like, I needed. I was one who kind of needed the help, you know? Do you think
0: through some of the movies though, that you, or the characters that you've played and the positions that God has put you in, do you feel like those were just, um, those were growing periods for you? Actually, it was Mm -hmm. more of like, he was, even though you were on set taking on these characters, he was actually pouring into you from a
1: different side of it, teaching you something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've seen that consistent in kind of the projects that he's put me in they've been very safe spaces. You know, I've, I've, I mm-hmm. always kind of wanted to be that person who could go and be in the world, but not of it. But at the same time, I'd always told God, like, don't let me get there unless I'm, you know, you and me are good unless I'm ready. And I was like, and he was like, you're not ready. <laughs> you're not ready. Like <laughs> we need you in your little bubble still. So repeat the rest of that question, the beginning of the question. Well, do you feel
0: like that there was, um, do you feel like that there has been challenges throughout this time that have mm-hmm. really helped you grow? Yes. Um, And, and what does that look like? What's maybe been one of the biggest challenges for you and how has it helped you grow? Yeah.
1: The biggest challenge for me personally was overcoming codependency, which was that, um, like compulsive people pleasing that need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Like I say that I'm a recovering perfectionist, you know, like that of just kind of needing to be the hero and the savior for everyone and everything, you Mm know, um, that took years and a whole lot of therapy and, Jesus and good community, um, to kind of had to shift how I thought and viewed everything, had to go back in and do a lot of forgiving of mm-hmm. people. And then my past would hurt me of myself for, you know, you hold a lot of guilt when you, you're like, well, I let myself get into that position. Mm-hmm. I let myself get hurt like that, or I chose that person or, you know, whatever you had to go back and really work through that. And for me getting to the point where I accepted what Christ had done for me, accepted that I was enough because he said I was enough, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, it's still not easy to accept that. Cause it doesn't make sense. Cause I was kind of, I've always had this, you have to work for it mentality. Like you have to mm-hmm. work for love. You have to earn it. You mm-hmm. got to If you're not working for it, then you're going to lose it, you know, Mm -hmm. or if you do one thing wrong, you're going to lose it all. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been my biggest struggle. And being an an actor doesn't help that at all because you are only as good as your last performance, basically, you know, like, um, so it's that striving, that working, that I've got to be good enough. I've got to be pretty enough. I've got to be enough. Mm -hmm. And being able to rest in the he says that you're enough, you know, and he's had to stop me dead in my tracks multiple times, mm-hmm. whether it was a codependency or a couple of years ago, I was in a really, really bad car wreck and didn't work for like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest thing I'd ever done was like rest. Mm-hmm. You know, God brought people around me who financially helped me mm-hmm. so that I didn't have to work mm-hmm. and that I could rest. But I was like dying. Cause I was like, I'm not doing something. I'm not worth anything. Like I, I've got to, I've got to do and be so that I'm something you know mm-hmm. otherwise everything's gonna pass me by you know right and so I think especially just in the western culture I think mm-hmm. resting is very difficult for a lot of us mm-hmm. um and yeah that's been the biggest hurdle for me to overcome is is accepting that he died for me accepting that his grace is enough for me and he forgives me so I have to forgive myself you know yeah. like if you live in shame and guilt, you're not. You're not helpful for his kingdom if you're like, oh, I'm just a nobody. Oh, I can't do anything. Right. Like, right. What, how are you? Like false humility was and is a big. It's a big one. It's a it's big, big issue you in don't today's culture. It. it is. Yes. But Christians will never call you out on like, oh, false humility. They'll just be like, oh, she's so humble.
0: Yeah. It's like, mm, <laughs> yeah, maybe she, not. Or is it just a pity party?
1: <laughs> or is it just a, oh, look at me. Yeah. I'm so humble. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's been my biggest personal internal hurdle mm-hmm. and struggle and um, it's gonna be a forever journey for me. No, I love that you said overcomer
0: too, which reminded <laughs> me of what so tell tell me, you know, has there been a project that you absolutely have loved working on and maybe something that from one of those projects that you just you walked away going that that literally changed my life.
1: Oh goodness. I kind of go back to like arrows just because of how much of a pivotal Point in my life it was. Mm. Um, but also honestly, um, I was on the TV show Nashville, and God used that as well. Like I was supposed to get married the weekend that I shot Nashville. And it was kind of like he used this because the relationship I was in, good man just wasn't the right. We weren't we were toxic together. Mm -hmm. Both had a lot of woundings that just fueled each other's flame, right? And I knew that if I stayed in that relationship, I couldn't really be an actor. I would have Mm. to kind of leave it all behind. And I was like, At that point, I was like, I'll do it because that's what you do for love, you know, (laughs) all of this, right? Yeah. And God just used even just the TV show Nashville of like, I have you here. This person can't come with you. A lot of your baggage, a lot of your issues can't come with you. We got to deal with those. Um, But I have you here. Like that got me my SAG eligibility that got me launched into where I was getting more projects, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm because it was a notable, you know, show. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Yeah. So that I went from shooting that to getting like arrows Mm -hmm. and God just confirmed with both of those, like, I have you in this industry for a reason. Mm -hmm. There's things that you can't take with you, but like, I have, like, I want you here, you know, because I thought even just in my Christian upbringing of like, Oh, you know, you get married, you have the family, you know, like not that those aren't important. They're super important and amazing, right, right? beautiful and wonderful. But it was like, I have something different. You know, I have something different for you. I have something better for you, mm-hmm. and he just used those to kind of just you know pull me out of okay. that. And and on um, like arrows, I met you know Alan Powell, and he's just a dear dear friend who mm-hmm. I adore, and you know we are still in touch, and you know mm-hmm. um, help each other out when we can, and just that camaraderie of just knowing like you know. And he's married and has six children, you know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. you can do both. You, know? right, like you right. can have, you can right. have both, you know, yeah. and it's just, it put really good people in my life, you it's know? Good. And, um, yeah, it, it, it literally changed my life and it's what kept me in the industry. Nice. I was ready to let it go and walk away. And I've tried to do that a couple of times. God's like, Nope, you gotta yeah. need you here. Yeah. Need you here. Um, and it feels selfish a lot of times, or it feels like, cause I left working at a church mm-hmm. to pursue acting more full time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this feels weird to be like leaving quote ministry mm-hmm. to go do this very, you know, kind of narcissistic seeming job, you know? right right, um, right But if you know, God's calling you to it, stay humble with it. Pray your guts out, you know, <laughs> yeah. but go with it as crazy as it feels or as crazy as it sounds like you just, if you know that it's God, like just keep going, you know? I love that. I love it. Well,
0: tell us a little bit before we go, um, what's next for Micah and how can people find you and follow you and support you? And, um, you know, especially with you being on social media and stuff, uh, but anyway, what's next for Micah?
1: Yeah, I have a Christmas film coming out, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. I don't know where yet. We're still waiting to <laughs> love hear. It. I've been like, on pins and me, is like, okay, where is it showing? When? Um, it'll come out sometime in November. It's called Match Made at Christmas. And it's
0: really good. And you do <laughs> not want to miss it because I have gotten a sneak
1: peek and I love it. It's <laughs> a cute one. It's a really cute one. I'm very, very, That was a. I loved that one. So I'm on Instagram for the most, that's where I'm most active. And mm-hmm. it's just Micah Lynn Hanson is my handle and I'll mm-hmm. post updates of whatever I'm doing there. So that's the only one that I know for sure is coming out sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as other projects, um, I don't have anything lined up right now. I just finished a shoot out in Arizona with Bruce Marciano and yeah. Brett Varvel and some amazing people that we have in common, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, we'll see. My next thing is probably moving back down to the Southeast and just getting involved, whatever that looks like. And just being here and being ready for whenever the next project comes up. I love that. I think God is obviously, I think that's how we all have to actually live is Mm -hmm.
0: just being present and being available and ready to go. Well, as you, as we're wrapping right now, can you, um, just share a word of encouragement to anybody that's listening and how would you encourage, uh, the listeners right now to probably first and foremost, dig into the word Mm -hmm. and then secondly, to pursue their dreams and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah what would you, how would you encourage them?
1: I think kind of goes back to what I said at the very beginning of really taking to heart what that means of like mm-hmm. what it's like getting an eternal mindset. It's so mm-hmm. hard in this day and age because things are so fast paced. They're so instant gratification right now. Like I I'm saying this because like I need it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know how to fully wrap my head around the thought of eternity. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody does, but Just knowing that there is something bigger than just this life, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, Mm -hmm. we've got to, like, I want to be prepared for that, you know? And so what we have Mm -hmm. is the Bible. We have that, you know, he gave us that. So I struggle with it. and being like, okay, well, I need to know all of it. I'll never understand all of it. And it's infuriating that, (laughs) you know, like just get in it. And like we were talking about, like, put your place, put yourself in the position where you're available, you know, put yourself in the position where you can hear from him. Um, you know, he speaks to us through his word a lot. So Mm -hmm. open it. Mm -hmm. It's right there for you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to get to know this, Jesus, you want to get to know the savior, the person who created you, Mm -hmm. he's going to know how you function best. He's going to know how you operate. He's, he knows everything about you. He created you. Yeah. So he knows, you know, the creator of, a gas running vehicle knows you don't put diesel in it, you know, like he knows what you need and what you don't need, you know? So go to him for those answers and for those things that you don't have the answers on. And yeah. And I I also just like encourage and it's me encouraging myself. And this is to like stillness sometimes of just, I talk a lot and I pray a lot, but I don't listen a lot. Mm. And so that's kind of something that I'm learning to do is, is just be still and quiet more Mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. Um, so that you can hear and journaling is a huge one for me of just being there with your Bible and your journal open and be like, okay. Yeah. like, What do you want to say? You know? And then he <laughs> uses it to help other people, you know, cause I wasn't planning on talking about whatever I talked about at the, you know, the festival, yeah. the circumcision of the heart and everything. Like I wasn't planning on talking about that, but that came out of a journaling time mm-hmm. with me and God. And it was like, this is what I need to share on. And it touched, it really touched some people who were there. So Absolutely. yeah.
0: Isn't that funny too? It's like, God has this way of doing things. I, I I sat this morning and, um, I have not had a whole lot of margin in mm-hmm. my life. It's All been back. a busy, busy time. Mm-hmm. And God always reminds me that without margin, we, mm-hmm. it's really hard for us to number one, hear him mm-hmm. number yep. two, to be just available. And number three, to sit in his presence Mm -hmm. and just relax, Mm -hmm. you know, be at peace. And so this morning, and I've, I have, I've really been struggling with it because I'm getting up and I'm like, okay, Lord, I just need to start my day. Okay. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Five minutes. Okay. Wait a minute. You know, and I, I'm like having these conversations with the Lord and I finally sat down this morning and I opened my Bible up and I was, I'm, I'm back in the book of Acts, but I was like, okay, I'm going to dig in. And then all of a sudden I was like, um, you know what? I just need to open your word and literally leave it open on my hands Mm -hmm. and just ask you to breathe into me. There's really nothing I can take in right now. (laughs) I mean, it was really like, it was like that honest, you know? And I think so often that really is, it's, It's such a word though, but I think those are great things for encouragement, journaling, spending time with the Lord first and foremost in the morning, Mm -hmm. making sure you set yourself uh, right with him first, Mm -hmm. um, preparing your heart and your mind to pour into others And um, I'm really excited for everything that God has for you, because not only do I believe that it is for such time as this for you, but he's getting ready to do something mighty with you. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for being here with us. And thank you. This is going to be a great show. I'm really excited. All of you listeners, thank you for joining us today on the Women of My World and make sure that you go and follow Michael and Hansen, that you stay connected. If you haven't seen Like Arrows. (laughs) watch Like Arrows. Um, check out her Christmas movies. Um, be watching for her. She is going to be rising to the top of influence and um, she she's out there. So anyway, thank you for joining us and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you.